Well, here we are. This is us. Here we are. This is us. In the Marine Corps in Japan, uh, stepping onto foreign soil for the first time in one's life, I was reading a story about a commander of a brigade, and he had to give a pep talk before they stepped foot on the soil. And this was a kind of behavior self-talk. In fact, it was, it was kind of beyond that. Uh, the commander said, as you individuals are representing the entire United States of America, I do not want you to blow it. He said, don't become another example of the ugly American. I want you to act in a way that the Japanese people will gain a good impression of your country and what America must be like. I want you to make us proud. I want you to make us not ashamed. And that's, it's funny, him giving this little talk, uh, it reminded me of, uh, of us as Christians did you know that we face a similar situation? Our citizenship is in heaven. It's not here, in case you didn't know that. This is the cosmos, this, is this world. This is not our home. We are on foreign soil. This belongs to Satan and his minions. God gave this to Satan temporarily when he booted him out of heaven and sent him down here. And Satan can rule from outside of heaven, all this earth, for a while. We are citizens of Zion. We belong to the kingdom of God. And therefore, we too need to be on our best behavior. That's right. We don't want people to get a distorted perception of what our homeland is like. And as a result of our behavior, they will either be attracted and want to go to heaven, or they will be repelled by even looking at us and anything we say about God. <laughs> And, and, and that's the place we call home. And, and you know for a fact, as I know, right now you look on television, you know folk at work, and you say, oh gosh, here we go again. Yeah, another one of them Christians. Yeah, it, it ain't pretty. Because of what they've done, what they've said, what we know they've been involved in. And, and I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm, I'm going to make a confession. If I weren't already saved, I don't know of any Christians that could talk to me because I've seen some Christians who just, it's, it's so bad you can smell them. And I, and I say to myself, boy, if I wasn't already saved, you couldn't tell me nothing about church, at church, God help. Nothing about God because they represent God as church, but you and I know that's altogether different. And, and, and we ought to make that distinguishing mark. God is not church. 
church folk today in church, it's like hell. And, and, and but yet people they make that out as if that's God. That's not God. It's far from God, huh? And that's what the devil wants the world to do is think church is God. It's not, folks. We need to make that clear. Remember that old song, the world is not my home? It says, this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door. And I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh, Lord, you know I have no friend like you. If heaven's not my home, then, Lord, what will I do? The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. I have a loving mother just over in the glory land, and I don't expect to stop until I shake her hand. She's waiting now for me in heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Yes, perhaps uh, this is a good time to be reminded that we live in a pagan culture. Huh? This is who we are. This is where we are. This is us. We are surrounded by people who embrace the pagan philosophy and way of life. You look at the movies, you can't look at TV now without finding commercials with men kissing men, women kissing women. And your children are watching this television and they're trying to make it seem like this is the norm. Huh? And don't even go to the internet. And even in our churches, who's directing the choir? The choir director. Oh, do we need to talk about that? Huh? Who's playing the piano? Huh? We are sold out for the world. This is where we are. This is us. Huh? People are not even sure what sex they are anymore. Men are marrying men. Women are marrying women. Huh? And I, and I don't want you to get on this gay kick. Don't you start picking on the gays. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. We all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. In us that is in our flesh dwelleth no good thing. We are born in sin and shaped in iniquity. Fornication's at an all-time high. So don't you sit up here and fornicate all over the place and then try to go pick on the gays. Don't you sit over here and commit adultery all over the church even and then try to pick on the gays. Don't, don't do that. We're not, ain't, no, don't, don't do no gay bashing. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. We, we all messed up. Huh? You, 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 you know, and, and here's the thing uh, about this gay thing. Yeah, you know, you can get labeled intolerant uh, and, and, and you can get mugged, quote unquote, by reality. But that's where we are now. And, 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 but, and, and because of what all we've done and because of how we live, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah ain't got nothing on us. Huh? Here we are supposed to be trying to show love for Jesus who has created a home for us beyond the blue and we're doing the same thing the world is doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's us. That's who we are. Huh? Peter who walked with Jesus, one of his disciples, 
He, he, Peter said, let me give you some marching orders from the Jesus that I know. And this is from the modern English version. This is 1 Peter 4, 1 through 6. He says, therefore, since Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, I need you to arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. For he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin so that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh, serving human desires, but instead the will of God. For in earlier times of our lives, it may have sufficed us to do what the Gentiles did. Huh? Just like them. We walked in immorality. We walked in lust. We walked in drunkenness and carousing and debauchery, abominable idolatries. Huh? They were surprised now that you do not join them anymore in the same excess of wild living. And so now they speak evil of you because they know you used to be one of them. They will give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. Yes, they're going to be judged. You ain't going to judge them, but they're going to be judged. For this reason, the gospel was preached also to those who are dead so that even though they might be judged, according to men in the flesh, they might also live according to God in the spirit. Now, let me give it to you from the street language version. It's called the message. Since Jesus went through everything you're going through and more, learn to think like him. Think of your sufferings as a, where, a weaning from the old sinful habit of always expecting to get your own way. And then you'll be able to live out your days free to pursue what God wants instead of being tyrannized by what you want. You've already put in your time. Yeah, 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 we've done that. We, we, we put in some time. We put in some work of uh, 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 acting like we had no sense. I mean, just, just ignorant of the spiritual life. Uh, we partied night after night. We were drunk. We were profane. Oh, we lived the life, as they say. Now it's time to be done with that mess for good. Uh, now, of course, our old friends, they don't understand. And they want to know why we want to give up the old life, why we don't join in with the gang anymore. But you don't have to give an account to them. They are the ones who are going to be called on the carpet by God, not by you. Listen to the message. It was preached to those believers who are now dead, and yet even though they died, as we all must one day, they will still get the life that God has given and wants for them in Jesus Christ. Uh, now, when you look at this text, and I hope even maybe you're looking at it while you're listening to this message, 
Peter starts off saying, therefore. That's verse one. Now, the word therefore is a summary. Something has to be connected to the main thought. Huh? About somewhere else or something else. So what did Peter just write about? So we can put this therefore, so we can connect it on to something. Well, let's go back to 1 Peter 3, 18 and 22. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, uh, in which he went and proclaimed to the spirits in prison, because they formerly did not obey when God's patient waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that is, eight persons, were brought safely through the water. Baptism, which corresponds to this, how saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels and authorities and powers, having been subjected to him. Peter is telling us that Christ has suffered and died on our behalf. The just, that being Christ, for the unjust, that being us. And now he says, therefore, do you see that? You see how it ties together? Christ is now at the right hand of God and everyone is subject to him. He gave his life, his flesh, and therefore we are to arm ourselves for the same purpose. What does that mean, to arm ourselves? As Christians, we need to get ready with any and everything as Paul described in Ephesians 6, 12 and 13. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, and against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand the evil day, having done all to stand. Why? The reason is because our soul is under attack. Hmm? Our soul is under attack. That's why. That's why we're doing this. Our soul is under attack. Now, I, I'm, I'm pausing because I don't know if you understand what it means when I say our souls are under attack. We as Christians are not living in the cosmos as carefree tourists. 
Huh? We are under attack. We are not vacationing. Like we just, you know, hanging out. We are soldiers on foreign or pagan soil. All around us is war, battle, huh? The danger is real. And the enemy, the world, the flesh, and the devil are real. And I want you to know something. They are formidable. Now understand, Christ died not just to save our souls. Yes, we have that victory. But Christ died also to give us dominion over sin, over the flesh, and over the devil. The Spirit of the Lord equips us to fight. And fight we must. He gives us an inner strength to stand. And that's why he says, therefore, we are to arm ourselves with the strength that Christ gives us because we are his ambassadors. Yes, we are his ambassadors. Our purpose is the same as his. And just like that commander told his soldiers when they stepped on foreign soil, we are currently living on foreign soil. But we have a purpose. And it is the same as Jesus Christ, our Lord. Marty Jones gave us a warning. He said, to not realize that you are in conflict means one thing and one thing only. You are already hopelessly defeated. And you don't even realize it. You, you are unconscious. You are completely defeated by the devil. Anybody who is not aware that we're in a fight and that we're in conflict and that we're on we're at war you either high on drugs the drugs of the world or you sleep you're unconscious <laughs> and I, and I like the way Paul said it Paul said brothers I beseech you by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service. He said, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And so dear brothers, I plead with you, give your bodies to God. Let them be a living sacrifice. Uh -huh. Don't copy the customs and behaviors of this world. Be a new and different person with a fresh newness in all you do and all you think. Uh -huh. And then you will learn what really satisfies God because you, my friend, you, brothers and sisters, are ambassadors for Christ. Huh? That's what Paul is saying to us. 
And then 1 Peter 4, 1 through 3 says, Therefore, since Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, that's when he said, looking at the same text again, arm yourself. Now you see where I'm going with this? Likewise of the same mind. For he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. We no longer should live the rest of our time like we used to. That has to be the past. We're not part-time Christians. We're not dating Christ. We are married to Christ. Huh? We, have, we, we didn't just set a day and get engaged. We are married. Huh? For in earlier times, our lives may have sufficed us to do what the Gentiles did. That's past. We are married. We can't go out like we used to. Huh? We should have been transformed. There ought to be evidence of this transformation. We profit or are rewarded spiritually when we are obedient to the call of Christ. Sin is no longer our master. We are free from the penalty and the power of sin. But we are not free from sin. Look at 1B. Huh? We are no longer spending our time or our days overcome by lustful desires that we once had. Look at 2B. We now live for God. We are now in God's will, not our own. To be, look at it. Worldly or godless living for us is a thing of the past. Huh? I, 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 I'm talking to all you church folk who are still living in sin. I'm talking to all you so-called Jesus believers who are still out there fornicating living in sin. Stop it. That's not us now. That's past tense. Huh? We're married to Christ now. We can't go out there and mess around with any and everybody. And I'm going to have to stop here. This, this is part one. This is, this is, this is going to take a while. So, so we're going to stop here and, 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 and we'll pick up part two later. God bless you. This is Faith Worth Finding Ministries. Weekly Encouragements by Namware. You can find it on Spotify or podcasts.